You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. Here we go. Get the arms up. Boom, boom. Milk that cow, baby. He's not milking a cow. It's the Uber American Antonio Cesaro. Folks, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another WWE Main Event After Show. Welcome, everybody. My name is professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg, holding down the fort, but as always, not doing alone. I got my awesome team across the desk for me. What is up, Mr. Cameron Cash? How are you, sir? What up, everybody? It's Cameron Cash here, ready to give you another amazing Main Event. Show. All right, and then the lovely Corey Takei. How are hey you? Hey, guys. I'm fantastic. Yet another Cesaro match. I can't be happier. And, and you're rocking like it's it's almost a, kind of like a bright orange lipstick today. It's a little different. It's a little. Oh. It's shooting out a little more. Good. It's cool. It's Good. cool. Yeah, I like it. It's nice. Well, All right. You. So we have WWE main event for the week of May 8th. Um, being held at North Carolina State University this week. Mm-hmm. They are getting... Quite a fine show, I must say. And they also, you know, they get smacked on as well. But another two weeks in a row with some solid main event wrestling. I mean, overall, I thought it was very good. And we start this week's main event with the Viper, the Apex Predator. Randy Orton on main event. That's a nice little change. a nice little treat. We found out about this match on Raw. Um, that it was going to be Randy Orton versus the man whose music you just heard, Antonio Cesaro, a.k.a. Kaori's um, dream husband. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Go ahead. Christian. Uh, but you called Randy Orton a treat. Man, that was no treat. What? What do you mean? It just wasn't. He's not a treat. He's, He's uh, a treat. And I got more to say about that after we talk about well, this match. Well, but, to have, uh, well, to have a main eventer on main event, oddly enough, I uh, mean, you know, we, you know, you're not getting it very often because let's be honest, main event really, as far as the ranks of WWE shows, is their third show. It goes Raw, SmackDown, then main event. So, you know, you don't ever see Cena like you rarely see Cena on SmackDown for crying out loud. So, I mean, the fact that you have a former nine-time mm-hmm. WWE champion on main event, I consider a treat. Well, I'm with you there. I will elaborate as we uh, continue. All right. Well, yeah, like like we were saying, Randy Orton is taking on Antonio Cesaro. And Michael Cole and JBL on commentary, they emphasize what Cesaro was talking about on Raw, saying how there's nobody in WWE that can hold a candle to his talents and his abilities. I mean, it doesn't. And he actually went on. He's like, it doesn't matter if they're on NXT. It doesn't matter if they're on Saturday Morning Slam. Superstars main event. He named all the shows. And so it's just like, oh, we, we started to see it last week in his incredible match with Kofi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're pushing forward with it. It's like, okay, we got this new attitude from Cesaro. Let's see how we can capitalize on it. And then we get this match with Randy Orton. Uh, match actually started kind of slow. It started like a little slower pace. Um, there are a lot of 
simple holds like scissors locks and things like that that were getting countered. Um, Orton eventually takes control with an elbow and then just begins what has probably always been like my favorite move of Randy Orton, where it's just his methodical stomps yeah. around his opponent. I've always enjoyed that. And, you know, just slowly like stomping the ankle and then the knee and then the, and then the hip, just going all the way around. What did you think so. of those things? I thought it looked kind of fake. And, I, and I, if I recall, I believe Kaori was saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I was kind of like, eh, that looks fake. I like, I like RKO, but... Mm. The problem with them stomps, Christian, is that when he does <laughs> it, the other camera guys have to like quickly switch to a different camera to kind of give it an extra, uh, 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 extra impact. Otherwise, it just doesn't look uh, legit. That's right. Oh, hey, the cam- the camera guys are there to get like the best impact and stuff. And they have they have some good shots, but obviously sometimes they're human. They might be in an area where oh, it should actually have been this camera instead of that camera. Yeah, that does happen. Because I mean, you know, when this happened, it's it's happening right away. So you just got like one guy in you know in the production truck, you know, trying to hit <laughs> those buttons as fast as he can. That's right. I hey I I think they I think overall they do a fine job. Everyone makes mistakes, even me. I know it's crazy to think, right? Really? I know it. I don't. I you're don't right. Know. You're right. I'm I'm just trying to. M- but you're not a woman. Women don't make mistakes. Men, well. Creek, creek, creek. Yeah, let's continue, <laughs> right, people. Right, we're we're going to ignore Corey now, <laughs> and Corey has lost permission to speak for the next five minutes. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Orton, though, you know. Having the control in the early going actually hits a European uppercut of his own. Where you know Cesaro is pretty much known for his European uppercuts, mm-hmm. but Orton's been doing them for years. Um, Orton also nails a, a big suplex, and you know we're going like about maybe four or so minutes into this match, and Cesaro really has had next to no offense. But then we come back from the commercial. Uh, I'm sorry, not quite yet. Uh, Cesaro though eventually pushes Orton into the second rope lifts him up, and then literally just clubs him, and he falls out of the ring. And then we come back from the commercial, and Cesaro remains in control from where mm. we left off there. And, you know, he goes, hits a running double stomp, followed by that, you know, his beautiful deadlift gut wrench, um, which you can never get tired of watching. And Orton rolls out of the ring at this point. He's kind of, like, staggered. He... You know, he almost looks kind of drunk at this point because he's just like <laughs> yeah, right. falling over. And then Cesaro then showing the agile side of the six foot five, super duper strong guy <laughs> running along the apron and hits a beautiful double axe handle uh, right onto Orton. And you know, I got to stop you right there. Go for it. It's quite fascinating because these guys, body mass wise, look almost exactly the same, but Cesaro. You could just tell by the way he moves in that ring that he's significantly stronger than Randy Orton. And uh, from a from a physical standpoint, I would have to say perhaps it's just uh, the stronger legs and uh, the less body fat. Well, they they call Cesaro the pound for pound strongest superstar in the WWE. And you know, and at this point in the match, Randy is uh, favoring his shoulder that the commentators also made note of. Um, if you know like your Randy Orton history book, he's had numerous shoulder surgeries. His shoulder mm-hmm. has always been like th- that's really been the area that he's always gotten injured. Mm-hmm. So you know, th- and that's the area where Cesaro was working on. Good heel, doing his homework, find a weak spot of your opponent and work on it. Can never go wrong with that. And actually, there's a point in this match where Cesaro actually tries to do 
a German suplex onto the outside. Like, they're standing on the apron, and he's trying to German him onto the mat mm-hmm. on the outside, which I, I'm sure that would not be good for the neck and shoulder. Um, but Orton, Orton counters it with some elbows, then goes for a double axe handle himself, but Cesaro gets out of the way, and Orton kind of crashes and burns into the barricade. And then we come back from another commercial break there. And Are you noticing a pattern here that every time uh, they uh, get to the outside of the ring commercial break? Well, that's pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Like, usually when one of the guys takes control and, like, it happens, they happen to kind of fall out of the ring. Nine times out of ten, that's a commercial break. Here. It happened, like, three times in this match. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, if you want to make pro wrestling look a little bit more... Uh, I know it's not fake, obviously. I mean, these guys get hurt in the ring. But if you want to make it seem a little bit more legit, uh, you know, have have a break, you know, sometime a little uh, less predictable, uh, you know, uh, time. Hmm. I don't know. Well, they hopefully listen to us. So if you want to take that note from Cameron Cash, go ahead and do so. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we come back from the commercial, I mean, you want to talk about something that looks painful. You got Antonio Cesaro literally swinging Orton's arm and shoulder into the ring post. That always looks painful, always. no matter who it is. And mm-hmm. again, Cesaro just continuing to work on the injured shoulder. They got to call Orton. this man the ring psychologist. I mean, Cesaro is—you don't see this in WWE matches that much anymore. This guy is literally just working that shoulder to the max, and I love it. Yeah, he really is. And he eventually, Orton kind of rolls farther into the ring. Cesaro goes off the top rope. Hoping to hit another double axe handle, but runs into a huge drop kick by the Viper. And now Cesaro, the former United States champion, is down. Arden starts to try to make a comeback. Uh, hits his patented backbreaker only, though, for a two count. Um, goes, you know, hits a couple elbows, runs off the rope, but then runs into another Antonio Cesaro slash Takamichi Noku driver. Now I love the fact, because now he's done it two weeks in a row, so we know this is part of Antonio's arsenal now. Mm-hmm. I love that move. I'm so happy he's making it one of his regular moves. Um, but still, only gets the two count with that. Orton, though, fighting back. Eventually, they're on the ropes. Orton hits a beautiful superplex. Not quite as beautiful as Cesaro's giant pulls, like one-man superplex that he did last week, but a beautiful superplex nonetheless. Uh, Cesaro gets back up, though, hits a European uppercut to the back of Orton's head, but still just a two count. And then continuing to work on the shoulder, then goes for that arm bar. But Orton fights back, hits his DDT off the second rope, goes for an RKO, but then countered again. What are you guys laughing at? What's, what's someone writing in the chat? <laughs> you guys are looking at the chat and laughing. There's a guy by the name of Iron Sheik 365, and I didn't say this, man. He says, uh, the, 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 uh, the, If he's talking like Iron Sheik, you wouldn't be able to understand what he's saying. The, yeah, he's talking like Iron Sheik. Oh, so then, then, like, then it's gibberish and makes no sense. Well, let me try to say, the, the kissed Rosen looking like the fat Bob Backlund, can I break his back with the Persian collapse? With, and, and, and did he ask to try to make me humble as well? No, no. Because that's yet. what the Iron Sheik does. Not yet. Okay, all right. <laughs> Um, but then, you know, Orton eventually, um, he hits his RKO after Cesaro tries to go for the neutralizer. And Orton gets a clean victory here, which to me makes absolutely no sense. I agree with you. Because if if Cesaro, two days ago on Raw, said, you guys have nobody that can challenge me. 
and then have him in his very next match lose cleanly. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted to continue the Kofi thing, have him run out. Cesaro could have used a chair, got DQ'd. Big Show could have came out and interfered with Orton. You had all these other options to have the match end in a certain way to even still let Orton win but not make Cesaro look weak. And But instead, he falls to the RKO. One, two, three. Randy wins. That finisher sucked, man. Yeah, it did. It was... Psh, came out of nowhere. I know he's supposed to be the Viper or Legend Killer. I'm forgetting what new uh, new preface he, uh, he has now. But, um, yeah, I didn't really It care just wasn't it. believable. Well... I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if... It would be... It would have been believable if Cesaro from last main event and last Raw didn't happen. Right. If, if we were still at the Yodeling Cesaro, it still would have made sense. But now we're at this new attitude, him saying, oh, there's nobody that mm-hmm. can compete with me. And then, oh, first guy that steps up beats him. Yeah, and, it, and also the way it ended was kind of just abrupt. Yeah. What would, you, what would you give your star rating for that one? Uh, because it was a little bit of Cesaro, I'd give it a four stars. You're still giving a four Whoa, stars? what the <laughs> Wow. I I really like watching him in the ring. I think that... Stop being Google-eyed. Look at the actual (laughs) match. It was a good match as well, and I think Randy Orton was a good opponent for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, watching Cesaro, he he just not only is he strong, but he has finesse, and he does things, like, really well. Oh, I completely agree with you you on that. It's not like just brute force. It's, like, well done. It's like Mm. gymnastics, too. Everything whole package. <laughs> She's so in love with Antonio <laughs> Wait a Cesaro. Second. <laughs> I so love you, this. <laughs> so who do you find more attractive than Corey? Cesaro <laughs> or Randy Orton? Oh, gosh. Cesaro. Really? Yeah. Hey, he's cultured. He speaks five languages. <laughs> he's cultured. But you do yeah. realize that that man grows his hair out. He's going to have, like, you know, half. He's going to be bald in the front. Well, that's why he <laughs> shaves it. All right. Well, Cameron. That's a good point. Cameron, I, I, I know inside you're kind of jealous that she didn't choose you over Orton Cesaro. But in the meantime, she didn't about, choose man. me. She didn't choose me either. All right. Um, in the meantime, Not at all. what would you give your star ranking for this for this match? All right, guys, prepare yourselves because I got a lot to say. Oh, a lot to say. Oh, boy. You know, folks, I've been reading a lot about bounce lately. Bounce. Yes. Bounce. bounce. Like, like the like the dryer sheets? No, man. Not oh. bounty. Bounce. <laughs> This is what I'm talking about, folks. Bounce. It's when you you play basketball and the ball bounces back. And hopefully not to your face. See, folks, what Randy Orton lacks is is bounce. And uh, I've been reading a lot about this concept by... Uh, and the guy who pioneered this uh, concept... Let me just find it right here. It's uh, Keith McFarlane. That's right. Keith McFarlane. And uh, here's how bounce works, folks. In life, we go through a lot of disintegration and reintegration. And what Randy Orton needs right now is some disintegration. Because he's been doing the same exact thing for the last seven years. The last seven years, Randy Orton's been doing the same thing, and I'm bored out of my mind. There's a reason why so many people are calling him Randy Borton. And I know it sounds very cliche, and I don't particularly like insulting these fellow wrestlers because I know they work very hard 365 days a year. But (laughs) he needs to do this. He needs to have some bounce, and he doesn't have it. Stone Cold had it. This man completely reinvented his character several times, even during the Attitude Era, during the whole WCW thing. We had Hulk Hogan, who reinvented himself, became Hollywood Hogan. And the list goes on. Until Randy Orton does this, he's not a trick. He's making me fall asleep. I'm sorry, he's not a treat. He's only making me fall asleep on my seat. So I'll go back to the question I asked you five minutes ago. What's the star rating? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry, man. I'd, I'd give it a, uh, a two stars. A two star. And that's right. about it. Oh. Um, well, I mean, I, I partially agree with what you were saying about Orton because he has had the sh- same shtick for a long time now. If you actually watched him on Raw when this match with Damian Sandow, he actually was a lot more aggressive in that match than he's been in a long time. And I remember I was I was back here watching it with the Raw crew, and we were all talking the same thing. It's like, this is a slight, I mean, not a huge change of Orton, but a slight improvement of the aggression. It's like, well, maybe we can start seeing some more of that. And then tonight in main event, though, it wasn't that aggressive Orton that we saw on Raw. It mm-hmm. was the same guy we've been seeing for a while. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a, it was a solid match. They, they worked the time well. It went back and forth. You had two good competitors. But it just really, it really lacked, it felt like it lacked energy. And that's, and that could partially be from Orton. Yeah, and probably. and I mean, I I'm personally giving this one three stars because again, it was it was good action. It had a good length. Both guys did well, but you know, it wasn't like those two guys should put me on the edge of my seat. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, he's got to bounce back mm-hmm. into a new version of himself. It's like you can't throw an orange and expect it to bounce. The inside's totally gonna just demolish itself. And that's right now what Randy Orton's become. He needs to, he needs to reinvent himself. Today's word of the day is bounce. That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. So then, uh, from that match, we we get a raw recap of mm-hmm. the latest installment of Cena versus Ryback, where on Raw we found out that their match will be a last man standing match. And we also get highlights of Ryback's main event match with Kane um, at the end of him doing the impressive shell shock on Kane, where to me, honestly, he was lifting two men at yeah. once, which weigh more than what Kane weighs. So I'm more impressed when he lifts two bodies at once than when he lifts Kane. Every time he does a shell shock, it's a big deal. So, right. I mean, that's the point. I but guess. yeah, so Cena and Ryback, last man standing. Are we happy about that? I, Cameron's not happy about that. Corey, no, what about no. you? <laughs> I'm, I'm neutral about it. Okay. There's nothing exciting about it, but there's nothing lackluster. It's just there. Mm-hmm. You, I liked the. Uh, wasn't it uh, Lesnar and uh, Cena in the Last Man Standing match not too long ago? I think it was maybe last year. Was they were, the they last... had this had an extreme match. I don't think it was a Last Man Standing match the two of them had. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, I mean. Depending on who's in it, there are some last man standing matches that are very good. When you got when you got a a matchup like this, it's just I just really hope it doesn't turn into a typical Cena last man standing finish where those usually involve him somehow like tying up his opponent with duct tape or like trapping him under some stuff where he can't physically get out. It's just a matter of like, you know, you gotta really knock the guy out for the count of ten. And I just don't think whoever loses this match, being, having that person knocked out for the count of 10 hurts them. I think, that, I think it's a lose-lose situation for this stipulation. They could prove me wrong. They might come up with something creative that we're not thinking of. And, you know, hopefully that's the case. But, I mean, if Ryback's out to the count of 10, it makes him look weak. If Cena's out to the count of 10, it will make him look weak. Yeah, not I, at I, 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 I totally... Sorry, I just I see what you're saying, and I totally agree in a way that where's this going? This whole Ryback Cena thing. 
Exactly. Where is it going? Well, I agree with what it, where it's going, but I totally disagree with this whole last man standing thing. It doesn't make you look weak. It's it's a part of life. Uh, you get knocked out, and sometimes it it's make more. You, the loser's gonna look weak. But I mean, it's reality. If you get knocked out, you get knocked out, and sometimes it could be way more than ten seconds. Two weeks uh, was, or was it this past week when Ryback hit Cena with the chair on the back and then stood on top of him? Cena was down longer than the count of ten. From one chair and, you shot. Know, I'm not going to lie. I might get shot for saying this, but Cena's been looking kind of weak lately. I think. Well, obviously he has. Look, let's all be well, honest here. Nobody cares about this match. And uh, I said it last week, and I said it the week before. I don't give a damn about Ryback. I keep freaking doing a chin-up on this microphone. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, but, uh, people... Yeah. It's a matter of... Because, like, for example, two weeks ago, we were saying we didn't really care about the Triple Threat World Heavyweight title match. But when they threw in the ladder match stipulation, all of a sudden, I'm really looking forward to that match. Because I think those are three guys with a ladder match that could be really impressive because they picked the right stipulation for that. I just don't think this was the right stipulation. I mean, Mm -hmm. something... They could they could have just done something honestly as simple as a table match with this one, and uh, I think that would have been I think that would have been those. I think that would have been better than a last man standing in this situation. Yeah, I mean, last man standing is more brutal. Cameron's just got this look of disgust. I love it. <laughs> table match, uh, I'd go with the t- uh, last man standing match oh. any day of the week. Well, well, speaking of real quick, let's let's touch on the fact that you know the triple threat ladder match. Who knows if Ziggler's even going to be able to wrestle it? Because WWE.com just reported that he suffered a very serious concussion at the SmackDown tapings, which oh, happened man. you know, right after the main event. So, I mean, the pay-per-view's in 10 days. Yep. He's got to be medically cleared and pass like, different tests to be able to compete, let alone in a ladder match. I hope they take this concussion very, very seriously. Because if he does not pass that impact test, they should not let him wrestle. Well, they wouldn't forfeit the they, title, they whatever he needs but to yeah, do. But that's going to be awful if he's forced to have to forfeit the title. Yes, but uh, it's better that he has uh, you know, correct mental health for the rest of his life than would they make having him to wrestle the match. title or would they just... No, I mean, if he's, not, if he's not able to compete and it's one of the future matches for the heavyweight title, they, they, I mean, it's a possibility. They can tell mm-hmm. him that he's forfeiting it and then you make swagger versus del rio one-on-one ladder match for the title and then ziggler will get the first could title they, shot could they possibly have someone go in for ziggler like biggie langston go in for him or whatever well, biggie ain't ready for a well i know a I'm huge saying, match like, like example. that i mean they could you never know well i mean hopefully hopefully he ends up being okay and is able to compete yeah. we'll have to find out and you know and if and we want to obviously also find out what people think of our show and we can find out by them rating and leaving us comments. You like that segue? Rating not and leaving really. comments. <laughs> you came out of nowhere. They're not all winners, all right? I got to do the best I can. But you can leave us comments and rate us by going to iTunes and subscribe to us as well as the other great After Buzz shows, Raw and SmackDown as well. And we're about to pop up on the screen as well because we also have a tout page. Um, you can tell us at ME After Buzz. And if you have questions or comments for us, you can tell them to us, and if we like it, we're going to post it on the air. And we got this one right here from um, a fan of ours named Nash Two Hall, and he had a question for us. Let's see what he had to say. Hey, Christian, Cameron, and Kaori. Hey. I just wanted to know your thoughts on one of the top three WWE matches of the year thus far. Not necessarily restricted to main event. Thank you, and have a good day. That's a nice, simple question. I mean, is it so hard, guys, to tout us a simple question like that? I love it. All right, top top three matches um, if we want to say this year, so we got between January and 
and early May. Got to think, we've only had really three pay-per-views. We have Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, and WrestleMania. With that main event, obviously, we're on SmackDown. Um, you know, when, when I saw this question earlier today, I was, I was trying to think. Uh, the three that came to my, the first three that came to my mind, now, this is in no particular order, mm-hmm. uh, was our main event match last week that we had with Kofi and Cesaro, because that match was just outstanding. For sure. That's on my list. I can tell you that right um, now. Then uh, this, another match that popped into my head was on Raw a few months ago, there was the triple threat intercontinental title match between Wade Barrett, Chris Jericho, and The Miz, which I thought was exactly how a triple threat match should go. And I thought it was a fantastic match. Um, it was one of my fa- I I remember saying, like, when it happened, that was, like, my favorite match of the year thus far. Um, and then as far as a third match, really the one that kind of popped into my head was the World Heavyweight Title Elimination Chamber match. Because uh, mm-hmm. I liked the fact that I thought everyone looked strong. It was the surprise that Swagger won. I thought Mark Henry looked fantastic in that match. And it was just really, really entertaining. Um, and then an honorable mention, I would say a couple weeks ago, when it was The Shield versus Kane, Dan O'Brien, and Undertaker, I also really, really enjoyed that match, too. So those would probably be, like, my top three, four matches of the year thus far. Um, curious what you guys have for it. Well, I'm surprised you didn't say CM Punk versus Undertaker at WrestleMania because that one's definitely. You know, I was I was thinking about that one, but I mean, I wasn't surprised with it. I knew it was going to be really good. All these matches that I named were much better than I would anticipate them being. But not every Undertaker match at WrestleMania, in my opinion, has been very good. Oh no, not all of them. A lot of lackluster. The last few. I mean, yeah, we can t- we can talk about the Undertaker versus Big Boss Man Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania, <laughs> where they but, hang him from the cell. But we won't talk about that one. But yeah, okay. So Undertaker Punk, what, that's obviously a good one. What else you got? Antonio Cesaro versus Kofi Kingston from uh, last week's main event. Sure, uh, just uh, absolutely floored by that match. And I also have to say the Elimination Chamber World Heavyweight Championship. Elimination so you rude me? Yeah. Hey, look at that. Two out of three, the same there. Corey, what about you? Um, he took two of mine. <laughs> Which were Kofi and Cesaro. Kofi and Cesaro. Yeah, I like I, I like how you had to wait. Cesaro. Yes. All right. Of course. And, and then, um, sorry, I'm on Cesaro right now. Okay. Oh, Jesus. And then CM Punk and Undertaker. CM Punk and Undertaker. Okay, there's two. And what's your third? And then the third one, I just I really can't think of anything. I want to say that this is going to sound really weird, but I really like watching Naomi in action. So when I see her, it's one, I just enjoy it. So I'm not going to say like any specific match, but I like watching But you're really enjoying Naomi. Yes. Right, I mean, another one. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that none of us mentioned that Cena versus CM Punk match from Raw. Um, which was also considered a very good match. Oh, that's um, true. None, none Wasn't of, that in 2012? No, that end? that happened. That happened right around. No, right after the Elimination Chamber. That oh. happened. You know, to decide who would go to. Um, oh, that's right. To, def- to face the Rock at WrestleMania, um, and nobody picked no, any I, of the Rock's matches. Yeah, I was thinking that. No, <laughs> I was thinking in my head. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Rock none has of that. been horrendous, no. unfortunately. No. Well, well, well. Thank you, Nash Hall, for that tout. Again, Thank if you guys you. want to tout us questions or if you want to give us comments or, you know, you can make a comment because Cameron in one of his touts, he was wearing these funny, like, glasses here. And he, for some reason, has three of them. So we are all just going to kind of try them Wait, out here a little bit. You got to my... take off those glasses. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm Cameron Cash right now. I'm suddenly Southern. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, if you, I'm just gonna, oh, I can't screw see. It. I'm, <laughs> hey, it Whatever. looks pretty hot on you though. So, so yeah, I don't think it really if matters. You guys, if you guys want to tell us, or obviously leave us comments and like the five star rating on iTunes as well as our YouTube page, all that fun stuff. Can I tell you real quick, man? I was wearing those shades last night at the clubs, and woo, yeah, it worked really well. Uh, I do not like when men wear shades at the club. Hey, uh, all I clubs are dark is, enough. All the ladies wanted to take it off my face, and I said, hell no. Because they want to see what you look like behind those glasses. Oh, they No false purpose. advertisement, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you two are going Whatever crazy. Whatever you say, Corey. Whatever you say. <laughs> hey, speaking of going... Here's me with my segue. Speaking of going crazy, how about Brock Lesnar attacking WWE Studios? Fuck The corporate headquarters, man. I, I like Brock. Uh, so, he doesn't talk. I like it like so that. We, so we got to recap... Well, because he has Paul Heyman with him. He doesn't need to talk. I think the brutes don't need to talk. Like, right back, I don't think needs to talk no. either. So yeah, so so now we got to recap a main event of of the segment with Brock Lesnar going to WWE headquarters, and um, they really needed to fix that camera work. What is so funny over there? I'm sorry. Is the Iron Sheik still going off in the chat room? Uh, nah, he says uh, Chris Rose look like whatever. Who cares? Anyway, look like a, look like a Miss Piggy. I look like Miss Piggy. I look like Opie. I look like a younger, little more heavyweight Bob Backlund. A friend of mine sent me a picture of a younger, out of shape Seamus that apparently I look like him too. We're so sorry, Christian. It's not us, man. I, I, hey, I don't mind. I, I like the way I look. So anyway, you are you Brock, are a sexy Brock Lesnar. I will say that. I I don't want a guy telling me I look sexy. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. I mean it in a straight way. I know. Okay. I am a sexy bitch. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, Marissa. Uh, <laughs> she makes me, she boosted my self-esteem. <laughs> All right. So Brock Lesnar, there was this really odd editing point, though. They, you couldn't really see it fully on main event. But um, I know I was, like, telling you guys during it because it was funny. If you go back and watch the full thing, when Lesnar's getting ready to enter Triple H's office, the, um, Heyman's camera phone bangs into his shoulder. And all of a sudden, the footage of him in the office looks a little different. And Heyman's voice is different. It's like different. It's it's not like right mm-hmm. by the camera. It's almost like a voiceover done. And then you can tell right when Brock Lesnar finished ever finished destroying the office. Uh, uh, Heyman says something, and it's just like, oh, you know, I'll just leave my card or something along those lines. And all of a sudden, the voice changed again. So it's just like. See, Come I, on, guys. You I didn't really made that. notice that, but then you pointed it out. And I didn't notice it either, and I do a lot of video editing, but when I think about it now in retrospect, I think, you think, I think you're right. Oh, I think I'm, you're right. I know I'm right. Are you always right? Possibly. But I'm I gotta, modest, too. <laughs> but I got to say, I was very saddened. I was very saddened when Why? I saw this segment. Because all of that beautiful electronic equipment. You had this the like electronic a nice equipment. TV like Did right you see here. how old the laptop was on the on the prop yeah. desk? It wasn't that old. IBM laptops always look old fashioned. It was like a '94 <laughs> laptop, an old. Desk. It was all old equipment that he that was there for him to destroy. But you had to have this cataclysmic uh, demolishing uh, segment. You in, know uh, how fun that just, would be to just destroy a whole entire room. Yeah. Oh, I really it'd be a lot of fun. Him at that time, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great stress reliever, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't do that because I like my job. (laughs) So, yeah, so we got the recap. um, Them hyping more up that steel cage match between Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Uh, This Monday on Raw, we find out that both Brock and Triple H will both be on Raw, and they will have a face-to-face confrontation. 
Do you think they're just going to talk out their differences? No, man. It's like deja vu. <laughs> We've already seen this, but we'll yeah, see it again. And, I'm uh, kind of with you Honestly, there. Well, I'm, I am intrigued to see what they pull off with a cage match. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, you actually... You actually yeah. made a good observation when we were watching. You're saying, you know, how the cage match is d- the closest thing that WWE has to an octagon. Exactly. It's almost uh, it's WWE's version of it, and mm-hmm. uh, cage match has been around for a very long time. And I think this is Vince McMahon's way of slapping UFC in the face. Will we see blood? That's what's crazy. Of course, we'll we see blood. You sure? Because we thought we'd see blood at their match at Mania. We didn't. Come on, man. Triple H is gonna he's gonna give himself another forehead line and gonna give us some sort of gush and the blood's gonna just Are you guys uh Brock or Triple H fans between the two? I'm a Brock fan. I like uh-huh. that guy. Um seeing him wrestle with a big fat booger in his face. <laughs> as far as as far as who I think is gonna win that match, I'm still trying to decide. But you know what? We'll get to talk about it next week because Corey has to start to put her her prediction title on the oh, line next no. week because we got to do yeah. our extreme rules predictions well, next I'll, week i'll bring my i'm excited for sure that you bring your title and make sure you tout us for that your extreme rules predictions that's actually a great thing to tout us your extreme rules predictions mm-hmm. on certain matches and true. we'll weigh our favorite ones next week uh now we get back to more action here on main event as 3mb makes their way to the ring and we're wondering who they're going to take on because we got some six-man tag action and out first comes justin gabriel and he's holding a microphone. What in God's That's, name is going on? Justin Gabriel is kind of like the resident for main event at this point. <laughs> he's like, I'm the main event guy. Yeah, hey. he, that's me. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Justin Gabriel is given a microphone. He's going to speak. And he talks about like, Keith, after I beat you last week, you challenged me to find any two partners of my choosing to take on 3MB. And who does well, right, I found him. Oh, go ahead. And then right there, I imagined him take out his sword from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no? Why do you keep thinking he's a Lord of the Rings guy? But he's guy? not, like, thin. Oh, I forgot to mention that you're wearing the T-shirt of who you feel should be the next World Heavyweight Champion. You know, well, I don't Jeremy. know. You must have some sort of telekinesis telepathy, because this Iron Sheik idiot just uh, <laughs> insulted my Santino shirt. Hey, man. Oh, it's I'm a, a lovely San- shirt. I'm a Santino fan. He is the number one. Whatever. Forget- not Iron Sheik, Whatever. folks. Whatever. So Iron Sheik is yesterday. Folks. So Gabriel, Get with it. Gabriel's trying to say, you know who I'm who I'm cho- gonna choose? Well, when I say oos, you say oh, oos. Oh, wow! Thanks for <laughs> the mutual excitement, guys, and enthusiasm was great from <laughs> that side of the desk. <laughs> so needless to say, his partners are the Usos. Who who are they? The lowest guys in the card with pyro. I love you to keep say it. Every- saying that, because man. it's the truth. It's Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody. You, you you don't care that that they get pyro and other people don't. No, because you could have a little sparkler like Gilbert had and still be a mastodon of a lightweight heavyweight champion. Ziggler doesn't have pyro and the Usos do. Come on. Who cares about pyro? Well, I, I it's not it's, about the pyro. It's about the okay. the wrestler, the wrestler. Z- uh, Ziggler don't need pyro. Usos might need pyro. You know what I mean? The pyro is almost like a compensation. It's like driving a 4x4 four four when you don't have already the 2x2. Two two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> pyro, shmyro. <laughs> Whatever. What's next? I just find it hilarious. <laughs> so... So as they're all getting ready in the ring, though, we get one more quick raw recap from Mark Henry and Sheamus, um, with Mark Henry just whipping the crap out of Sheamus with that belt and leaving all those welts on Sheamus's back. And we find out officially that at Extreme Rules, we're going to have an old-school strap match between Sheamus and Mark Henry. So 
the old school rules where you can use that strap as a weapon, but the only way to win is to consecutively touch all four corners without your opponent, you know, like pulling you away and, and physically stopping you. We haven't had one of those. Honestly, I think the last time we really had a big one like that was when JBL won the title over Eddie Guerrero. And so it's been a long time since we've had that type of match. And I think these two will put on a good match. I think this could be the sleeper match of the show at this point. There were still a few more matches to be announced. <laughs> Wise words. The sleeper match of the show. <laughs> I don't know what you got against Mark. You said that at WrestleMania about Mark Henry, and I love that match. And I think Mark Henry is awesome. Oh, come on. Mark Henry isn't one of those guys who also needs some bounce, is what i got to say about that. And, you know, it's, it's physics. It's resiliency. A wrestler needs resiliency. But besides that, I will have to say that I am excited that it's a strap match. It's unique in that we haven't seen it in a long time or quite a while. And uh, it's, it's also using the, um, the, the vintage rules of uh, having to touch all four corners of the ring. Yeah, it's not just a pinfall match with a strap or anything and, like that. And uh, i got to say I'm looking forward to it, but I do wish it was not Mark Henry in that match. But that's just me. Yeah, you don't like Mark Henry very much. Yeah, you don't like Mark Henry. I don't know what's wrong. You don't with like you. them big boys. <laughs> you don't. Like the, you don't like the big guys. Yeah, just come to realize that. <laughs> uh, so this is this is a, just a very fun, entertaining six man tag match, in my opinion. I gotta agree with you. Um, we had lots of of quick exchanges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at one moment it's it's Jinder taking the beating, then it's McIntyre, then it's Jey Uso, then it's Jimmy. It's a, they just all kind of. They really all could kind of mm-hmm. took their turns, which which was fun. Um, we find out that Heath Slater apparently is a former Golden Glove boxing champion in West Virginia. That's hard to believe. I had no idea. But no, JBL no. pulls out those random he facts. He certainly does. And yeah. Heath Slater apparently is a really good boxer. So then that would work great for a good match with him and Wade Barrett. Bare knuckle champion versus mm. the uh, Golden Gloves champion. If they work the Golden Glove Gimmick in more, yeah. yeah. Obviously, we would have to turn one of them babyface at some point. We but. could have a brawl for all match. Let's Remember never that? Never go back to brawl for all. That was one of the biggest disasters. <laughs> oh, I liked it, man. It was pretty cool. I don't know if you remember what Brawl for All was, Corey. It was in the late 90s. WWE decided to have its low card wrestlers to give them some time. They gave them actual boxing matches. That's cool. And I loved it. It was it was a cool concept, except for the fact that they were expecting like one guy to win. Like, that was the plan, and then in the first round, he got knocked out by one half of a tag team. <laughs> and it's just like, that. The, the whole point of it was to push uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams. The whole, that was the whole point of this yeah. tournament, was to then elevate this guy. And he gets knocked out by Bart Gunn. And just and it's like, okay, we, we can't do anything with this now. Wait, was that planned or not planned? I don't think it was. Because, <laughs> no, the, the, the original plan from, from stories that I've read in the past was that... This was supposed to elevate Dr. Death to make him a legit, like, you know, contender for eventual titles and things like that. And he just gets knocked out by Bart Gunn, um, who had a fierce left hand, but it's just like, what do we, this, this wasn't our idea, and this just happened. What do we do? Uh, it was one of those well, moments. Surprises. Yeah. What you Chris, uh, let's see here. Uh, we're getting a lot of activity in the chat today. That's awesome. I so love activity in the chat role. Yeah. Even from the Iron Sheik. We got Chris Minji's telling me <laughs> that. Uh, I want Henry live in the studio so I can run like a little schoolgirl. I'm not going to be running like a little schoolgirl, Chris Minji. What I will be doing <laughs> is I will be shaking hands with Mark Henry and telling him that he's a very nice guy because I know he is. And that's all that's going to hey, happen. Actually, you know, uh, Ryan Katz from Monday Night Raw, he does know Mark Henry. He can make a phone call. 
Hey, bring them on live <laughs> on the air. We'll talk. And maybe I could teach Mark Henry the concept of physics and resiliency. Although I'm sure he you would not want to. You have a death wish. <laughs> By the way, they are also mentioning that I need to cash in on the, the, my, my belt stipulation, my championship stipulation. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got to. What are, was the stipulation? Well, since you guys aren't wearing your bikini tops, we're thinking of other things. They're thinking a gorilla costume for both of you. Well, here's the thing. If, if I remember correctly, it was whoever had the lowest score had to do something. No, both. It was both? Let's do both. I don't believe so. I'm trying to get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, so again, you know, um, fun match. Heath Slater hit a beautiful running heel kick in this. Um, the only, the only, I don't want to say error because it wasn't really an error mm-hmm. per se, but um, I think it was Jey Uso. We always get a mix up, and I feel terrible. We did officially find out the one with a little chest tattoo is Jay. So now we Act know like that's Jay. Yes. That is Jay, <laughs> not Jimmy. That one is Jay. Um, he hits a Samoa drop on uh, McIntyre, but he didn't quite grab him with the other hand. And it was just kind of McIntyre turning in. So it was kind of like a mix of a flapjack uh-huh. and Samoan drop. Didn't look super clean, but there was also a really... Oh, and also um, Justin Gabriel hit his top rope springboard moonsault, which looks just... Go- it makes it makes oh. Jericho's lion salt look weak, which is not an easy thing to do because I love the lion salt. And then 3MB all of a sudden starts to walk away from the ring. They're all kind of walking uh-huh. together. It's like, oh, whatever, we're done with this. And Gabriel runs for a suicide dive, but all three men catch him. So it's like, well, what are they going to do with him? But then all of a sudden, one of the Usos runs, jumps over the top rope, like out of like old school Undertaker over the top rope, takes them all out. And then we have just this fun finishing sequence with everybody in the ring, which was just awesome. So first... Um, they're in the ring. Jinder throws out Gabriel over the top rope. Then he turns and Jimmy super kicks Jinder. Then Slater comes and hits an inverted DDT. But then Jay comes in and super kicks Slater. Then McIntyre throws Jay out of the ring. Then Gabriel hits a huge tornado DDT, followed by the 450 splash. And Gabriel and the Usos get a fun six-man tag victory over 3MB. Yeah. 3MB is never going to win a match. I'm, <laughs> I've reached that conclusion. That's I love true. them to death, but they're never winning a match. <laughs> I, I, again, I don't. they're snoozers for me. 3MB. I love 3MB. I find them really entertaining. Honestly, and this was a really entertaining six-man tag for me personally. I'm giving this three and a half stars. I thought it was a wow. real. I thought it was a really fun match. They gave it a decent amount of time. The guys got some moves in. Higher and than it was the Cesaro fun. match. This huh? this this match was to me more entertaining than Cesaro Orton. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. This match was actually very very. Fun to watch. Yeah. And I was thoroughly surprised at three megabytes. <laughs> Three-man band. <laughs> no, really. These guys uh, actually proved me wrong, and I will call them three-man band. Because last week, I said that Kofi, Ryback, and 3MB should all retire. And uh, I still agree with Kofi and Ryback. <laughs> I still don't understand why you think that with Kofi. Uh, I'm sorry. The boy uh, needs uh, the bounce. It's the word Stop. of today. Yeah, seriously. The word of the day is a bounce. Yeah. Can, can you spell but, um, bounce? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course on, I can spell it. Come on. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if he misspelled Jeez, it, though. Anyway, go on. Go, go on, on, go on with what you're saying. B-O-U-N-C-E. Okay. Nice. I told you. I'm not. Yeah. 
Cameron, you did it! Alright. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so what would you rate this match? But before I get to that, um, I just want to say 3MB really surprised me. These guys had great flow. They, they, they really worked it. And I was actually quite entertained. Even though they, they'd lost the match, I was really entertained. And for a six-man, this actually, in my opinion, was, was far better of a match than uh, Cesaro and Randy Orton. So I'd have to give it... <laughs> Corey's heart's breaking. I'd have to give it a three and one four stars. And a great job. Fourth stars. And great job to 3MB. It seems like they saw um, our show uh, last week and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, went back to the uh, drawing board and, uh, you know, worked out. They, they, they watch. They listen. They love us. Go, Corey. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to give this match a two. Why? I, I didn't enjoy it. How? Uh, How did you not enjoy the it? The best part was the end. Okay. Like the, it was after he went, uh, jumped over the thing, and then the, one of the, the Usos, rope. oh, the rope, and then, <laughs> and then one of the Usos jumped over. From that point on, it was cool, but that was like the last three minutes of the match, and the other, the rest was kind of uh, whatever. No, no, I thought it was fun. So I don't know. Anyth- anything that comes after Cesaro is a little more. You, know. you and Cesaro, you know, it was interesting, folks, because you guys didn't see this, but we were, when we were in the back, backstage. Uh, speaking of back, uh, you also mentioned that Cesaro has a sexy back. Is that true, Cody? He does have a sexy back. See, that's something I don't understand. A back. Not back as in butt, but back as in back. See, how does someone get attracted to a back? I don't get it. Well, you know what? Let's ponder that and maybe... Tell us your thoughts. <laughs> try, try, to, try to maybe, maybe next week we'll interrogate Kaori on why she finds Antonio Cesaro's back attractive. I don't know. That, or, or, or we'll just forget about it. Uh, <laughs> We're going to cash in next week. You're going to cash in? Yes. Well, because next week we're also got to do our predictions for Extreme yeah. Rules because we'll find out all the matches at, by that point, by this SmackDown and Raw Monday. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a stacked main event for next week. But before then, Cameron Cash, how can people reach out to you? Folks, before I say that, I just we haven't even, <laughs> we haven't even talked about <laughs> what happens if we win the predictions. Well, we win the title. We get the title. But does Cordy have to do something? Well, we'll get to that. Does she have to wear the bikini? That's what they're saying in the chat, folks. That's what they're saying in the chat. Anyway, you can reach me <laughs> at LA Exposed. L-A-X-P-O-S-E-D. No E before the X. Folks, tout us. Me after Buzz. FYI, it gets cold in here, so I don't know about the bikini for me. But uh, you can find me at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S on Twitter and Facebook page. All right, well, if, it get, if, if you feel it gets cold in here, I don't know if I can wear the bikini either then. No, uh, <laughs> likewise. But you can follow me on Twitter at CRosieVOC. If you're in the Indio Palm Springs area this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday, it's an awesome two-day sh- wrestling show for Alpha Omega. I will be there calling the action. And actually, uh, Ryan Clum, a.k.a. Ryan Morris from Monday Night Raw, will be competing. Um, so it's going to be a fun weekend. If you're in the area, I hope to see you there. And in the meantime... Tout us, tweet us, Tout us, iTunes, YouTube, all that fun stuff. For Cameron and Kaori, I'm Christian Rosenberg. We will see you next week. See you guys From later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 